1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. Hello, my name is Jake and Orton, and this is Peculiar, because church people are weird. Now, I know what the church people in the audience are going to say. Oh, but Jaken, that's not what the word weird, or not what the word peculiar means in that context. It doesn't mean weird. It's an old-fashioned word. In fact, there's only one translation of the Bible that uses the word peculiar in that particular verse. It's old-fashioned language from an old-fashioned version of the Bible from the 1600s. This is 2022 now. We don't talk that way anymore. And it doesn't mean weird. Lord, come on. And yeah, You'd be right. That's actually correct. There is only one translation of the Bible that says a peculiar people. So why am I saying weird? Well, we church people belong to God. The word used in this verse means less. It doesn't really mean weird as much as it means special. For personal use. I mean, as the earlier verses in this, as the earlier phrases in this particular verse say, chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy nation, and all of those things mean set aside for a certain purpose. Chosen means you've chosen something to do a certain thing with. Royal well, I don't know about you, but I think of Queen Elizabeth, even though she isn't the queen over my country, as some as different from me and holy. That word literally means set apart. Holy means different. It means set apart. It means not like everything else, sacred. Or a certain type of use. And peculiar. It means special. So. We church people. Belong to God. It says. In this verse that. Peculiar people. The people of God. The people that go to church. Every Sunday. The people that are following. Jesus are set aside for God's personal use. Chosen. Another translation of the Bible puts that, uh, instead of saying peculiar people, it says a people for his own possession. But I say weird for a reason. Because we are chosen, royal, holy, peculiar, we're going to be weird in the eyes of those who don't fit that category. Everyone else on the planet that is not a church person thinks that the people who act differently because they are church people are weird. 
But that brings up an interesting question. If because I'm chosen by God, I should be living a different life and should be weird in the eyes of the world, of the general human population, why is it that there are so many Christians out there that aren't weird? Why isn't every Christian seen as utterly bizarre? Why isn't every Christian seen as weird? I mean, if you look at people, there are there are some Christians out there that you can tell by looking, literally by the clothes that they wear. You can tell, that's a weird person, and I think they're weird because of Jesus. Yet, there's a whole lot out there that even when you get to know them, even when you've had conversations with them for five years, there are people that are still surprised and sometimes say, wait, you're a Christian? A bit peculiar, isn't it? Why is it that some Christians are noticed and some aren't? Why is it that some church people, I'm going to use the term church people throughout this podcast to refer to uh, the people I'm talking about. Um, because I just feel like that's a easier way to explain it. Because not all Christians live alike, not all church people live alike, but all church people are kind of weird. It's just a truth. Um, but let's look at where church people come from originally. There is one founder to the church, uh, and I'm not talking about Peter in the Bible. I'm not talking about Paul. There is one common church founder, and that is Jesus. Jesus, who was called the Christ, is how one verse puts it. And that term, Christ, led to the term we use now, Christian, which means of Christ, people who try to be like Christ. So, when Jesus was um, walking around, breathing, talking, using his feet and his legs and his muscles and his heart was beaten, um, while he was walking around in Israel approximately 2,000-ish years ago, um, he... When he chose a follower, would walk up to them and say the words, follow me. And when he said, follow me, he meant, drop everything you're doing, come and live your life with me, listening to the things I teach and doing the things that I do. Those that follow the teachings of Jesus Christ today are trying to approximate the things that they learned and did back then. Jesus told people to follow him. He taught them some things that were utterly bizarre then, and even now we still think are a bit bizarre. In our modern day, we use the phrase turn the cheek, turn the other cheek all the time. Uh, it's a very commonplace, yet it's very rarely followed literally. But the way that Jesus taught it was this, 
If someone slaps you in the face, let them hit your other cheek as well. We use the phrase, go the extra mile. That's also an original teaching of Jesus. Um, it went like this. Jesus, uh, back in those days, the Jews were under Roman rule. And if a Roman soldier walked up to you with a heavy load and he told you to carry it for him, you were legally required to carry it for a mile. But he said, go two miles. You're legally only required to go one. But to prove that you're a follower of Jesus, go two. That sounds a little crazy. It means a little more than just making sure that you dot every I and cross every T on your school project. Jesus also taught something that I've... It's not in our modern vernacular. Um, he taught, if you are sued in court, give them more than they ask. Give them more than they ask. He literally said, if they sue you for your coat, give them your cloak also, which means give them more than they ask, more than is required. That is indeed peculiar. He taught them to live a particular type of life. And his last thing that he ever taught on this planet was this. He said, I, he said to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go into all the world and tell them my way of living. He said, go into all the world to every nation and make disciples or teach my teachings. Make more people like me. Tell more people how to be like me. Tell more people about the life that I am teaching you to live. Jesus taught that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And the way that that's phrased... Kind of says there's only one real way to follow my teachings. The way, the truth, the life. That's a that's stress on the singleness of that term. He says there's only one way to do it. One true message. And if these words are correct, I think it's best to follow them the way that he originally meant them. But now we've got so many other types of Christians out there, so many other types of churches and people within those churches, and they're not all living the same thing. They don't all live the same way. What is the correct thing to do? What is the true teachings of Jesus? Jesus said this. He said, go into all the world, preach the gospel. I said that. He said to Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And it would be followed up by the translation of those words just a couple chapters later in the book of Acts. Peter would teach it this way, one of Jesus' disciples. He would say, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, because... 
If you diagram that sentence out, name is a singular word with three prepositional phases attached to it, meaning these are three descriptions of the same name. The name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost are all Jesus. Repent, turn away from your sins, and quit sinning. Get God's forgiveness and quit sinning. Be baptized in the name of Jesus. Have someone take you down and up from water as they say the name of Jesus. And God promises that he would fill you with his very own spirit, that he would come and begin to do life with you the same way that the disciples did back then when they followed him. So that's the teaching. He told them to preach, to teach. But we've got this tendency in modern Christians today who don't want to be weird that they will often say a phrase, now, I'm not trying to preach at you. I'm not trying to convert you. But our founder said to go into all the world and teach, go into all the world and preach, go into all the world and make disciples. He said to go out and convert people. So I'm going to put no pretenses out there. I am trying to preach at you. I'm, well, not maybe, maybe not at you. I don't know. There's this tendency that we don't want to offend people these days. So, um, it's the simple truth. I'm putting out no pretenses. This podcast is one that would like to make some converts. I would like you to see things my way. And the way that I see things is the way that Jesus taught things. I want you to become a follower of Jesus. I'm putting no pretenses out there. No fakery, no jokes and ifs and ands or buts about it. Jesus said, go teach all nations. And if my founder of my belief system said, teach and preach to everyone, I think it's time to admit the calling of us church people is to preach and teach. In this podcast, I'm going to tell you the truth. I am preaching. I do want to make a convert. This statement may make people think, well, if I'm a church person... Why would I listen to you then? I'm going to talk in terms that those who are not in the church can understand. So I would like this to be a tool that people who are church people could use. So listen to what I say before you just send it out. But I'm also here to answer questions. So um, before you come to church... I want this to be a thing you can listen to where before you walk through the doors of a church, I can tell you what to expect and why those people are acting the way they are when you walk through those doors. Why are they singing songs about blood? <laughs> why? What, what are they? What's all this talk about? I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire. What is a Bible? Is it a regular book? Is it a textbook? What do these people mean when they say, I have a testimony or a prayer request 
These are all very weird words to those who are outside. But so often, us people who are inside the church forget that these are weird words because we've been coming to church so long. I'm not here to preach only. I'm here to teach as well. It will, in fact, be much more teachy than preachy, which, by the way, is probably a phrase that sounds weird to people outside of church. I'm going to try to be more informative than forceful in my words. And I hope that these explanations that I give in this podcast for why are there so many different versions of Christianity? What is a Presbyterian, a Pentecostal, a Catholic? What What's the difference? I am giving a lot more questions than answers to some of these statements because I'd like to give them a full episode of their own. Now, every podcast that I put out will probably not be 15 to 20 minutes because some of these things could take more than 15 or 20 minutes to explain. And hopefully what I say will not turn church people off from listening because I hope that I'm going to say things in such a way that even that I'm going to answer questions that church people didn't even know they had. Because to some degree, I've always assumed I knew what some of these things I'm going to talk about mean. But I didn't really know. There's so many times we assume we know what we're talking about when we really have no idea what we're talking about. And that's really one of the most dangerous things in the world that you can do. There were people who followed Hitler and didn't realize how terrible he was because they were just caught up in the pride of their country. There are people that have followed many different stripes of many different religions and not understood what they were doing. So I'm going to try to make this a thing where we don't just believe because our parents believe. We believe this because it is the truth. And we understand why we behave the way we do in a church. And if you're from the outside, you understand why the people inside the church are behaving the way they do in the church and outside the church. Why is my friend suddenly being so weird since he started going to that church? Well, I'd like to explain it. And maybe... Once you hear the explanation, you'll decide that you want to behave that way as well and get everything that you can from it. I want you to understand the the truth that I follow. And if anything I've said today has made you curious for more, uh, there's a few things you can do. You can subscribe to this podcast. If you like this podcast, you can give it a review and a rating on whatever podcast site that you are on. Follow, subscribe, etc. Or if you have any questions or anything that you would like me to cover in the future, we have an email, and that email is peculiarpodcast29 at gmail.com. There is, uh, it's not posted yet, but there's going to be an Instagram account, a Facebook account, 
And if you know me personally, Jake and Orton, you can follow me at bro Jake and Orton on Instagram. You can add me Jake and Orton on Facebook, uh, or you can just send me a message on either one of those. And I can try to answer your questions more one-on-one. Or if you want a long-form answer, I can turn it into a podcast. So let me know what you might want the future of this podcast to look like, what questions you might want me to cover, and anything more. Thank you all for tuning in today. Once again, I'm Jake Norton, and this is Peculiar.